Hello and welcome to Pop of Passion. Join me, Jack Sparker, comedian and highly sensitive person, along with a guest every other week as we delve into our deepest passions. From being a plant dad to conquering insecurity with comedy. If you relish the memory of an unexpected late night conversation with a stranger about their obscure passion, the kind where you have tears in your eyes one second and are doubled over laughing the next, this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to Pop of Passion. I'm Jack Sparker and I'm so glad you're here. My guest today used to be in a live cabaret troupe act, the Kit Kat Honeys, when she was 19. She's a fashionista, creator, consultant, a producer, and a podcaster. Please welcome Elizabeth Cott. Hi. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Really digging up some um, historical facts there. <laughs> you know, Historical I like- fun facts. Yeah, it's so fun. (laughs) That was, like, I feel like I've listened to your podcast for many years. I've heard a lot of things. I don't think I knew that fact, so I appreciate the scoop. The trivia. Hot scoop. You heard it here first. Yes. So, Elizabeth, what is your passion? My passion. Well, I have, I am a passionate individual, but I would say if I were to, to condense it all down into a sentence or a few words it would be turning ideas into things that's really what gets my my motor going you know day to day I love that so what does that look like to you so what that really is is that's having the the pointed vision and then really being able to take the steps to turn it into a reality versus letting those ideas just swim around in your brain and and not touch them. And I think that that's a huge difference between any creator and anyone who wants to be a creator. All the only difference is action. And I always like to think that like all of my favorite things, every single thing that I enjoy watching, doing, seeing, touching all started as just an idea. And um, I think when we are able to look at it from that angle, it's really empowering to put things into motion. Totally. I love that because it's so true. Like, you know, there are times I'll be falling asleep and I'll like get an idea and I'm like, well, is it worth it to write it down? Because then I might be up another two hours. And it's like, no, you have to know the difference, which was a good idea and what's not and then how to put it into action. Exactly. Yeah. So do you have any examples of like times where you have taken an idea and put it, you know, into motion where you felt like really successful? Yeah, uh, definitely. I have many. Um, I guess, you know, a big prime example of that would be That's a Retrograde, the podcast that we started in really started conceptualizing back in 2014. We launched it in 2015. And that was really just well it was an opportunity someone had asked me for a podcast concept and if I had any so there was that was on the table of of the opening of somebody requesting some ideas from me so there was that we don't always start from from that opening but in this case it was that and then it was just really 
crystallizing what the concept was. And it started with like what Stephanie and I, my co-host, what um, we, as you know, what what we are talking about in our conversations, just like off the clock, what was interesting to us? What were we Googling? What were we reading? What were the conversations and the information that we were seeking? And then it was sort of just like, if this is interesting to us, maybe it's interesting to someone else. But I think about that moment and like how I could have not done anything with it. And what would that have been like? And that is so crazy. It's almost like an alternate universe, right? So I, and at the time, as we know, 2014 podcasting was such a different landscape and it was really something that was birthed just for fun and a creative outlet. And it of course matured and grew from there, but it was just, it was truly just an idea birthed from conversations and then a great opportunity, which was to produce it and then growing it from there. And I feel like every day I am given opportunities for inspiration and an inspiration to follow through with those ideas. And it's really a choice whether or not I want to take action. But in order to grow an idea, like, great, we have a show, but there's been so many arms to the podcast from live shows, RIP, hopefully we'll get back there. I know we will. (sighs) Merchandise, collaborations, um, you know, even social media, all of those things are creative avenues that are all choices to explore. Totally. So you talk about like, you know, the decision to take the inspiration and either do it or not. And what do you Mm -hmm. think drives you to take the chance? Do you think that's something within you or do you think it's out of you or maybe something else? It's definitely within me. I think I'll speak just personally for myself. I've always had this sort of Uh, not fear, but I've always never, I've always wanted to be really, I always wanted to maximize whatever my talents were, even if that meant me having to build it from the ground up. I think it would just be a shame to have like unused personal resources, if that makes sense. Like the drive that's within me has always been great. And that is the thing that that keeps it going. So to not do that, that to me would like actually be harder than trying and failing would be to not. Right. I love that. I think there's something about like this Midwest sensibility of like a work ethic. Totally. And I see that in you. Like we're recording in Chicago. We're both Chicago gals. I think there's something to be said about like nose to the grindstone. Let's get it done. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not only the Midwest. Everyone has a work ethic, but like. But there's something special about us Midwesterners. For sure. (laughs) Definitely. If I do say so myself. Yeah. So when these ideas come, do you ever have some where you're like, you have like that gut feeling and you're like, I don't know, like maybe that isn't the right thing to do. And like, how do you handle something like that where you're like, I don't know if this aligns with my values? Mm. Well, I think that what's really important is to have not only I think it's twofold one 
a support system of trusted people who you can bounce ideas off of who see you and know you and have your best interest in heart and who might be expert in in areas that I'm not so I can really like where I might fall short or not see things from a certain perspective like the I have this amazing group of people in my life who can offer it in a way that I I might not so having just just great people surrounding myself with great people who I trust who I can really go to and talk to about um you know any idea or any thing I'm running into it that's really amazing and then also I think having a practice whatever that is that allows me to get in touch with my gut instincts Mm -hmm. and really have a clear channel to that Uh, for me it's writing every morning and you know love a meditation but for me meditation isn't always sitting with my eyes closed and breathing you know that means walking that means painting that means a lot of different things depending on the day for me I don't like to promote things being too stringent or too scheduled yeah but just as long as I have some time to meet with myself it's just important as important as meeting with the other people that I trust for sure yeah I like that because I you know with the pandemic, I started these early morning walks and I would be walking like 10 miles a day, often listening to That's So Retrograde or, you know, Danny Pellegrino or any of the podcasts I love. And I find like I'll hear something in an episode and then it will like trigger something in my brain. And then I'll like, like okay, I have to sit with that. So I like hit pause. I walk for another couple miles and just like let it marinate and then next thing I know I'm like recording with Elizabeth Cott you know what I mean like (laughs) things are happening yes they are happening for sure it's so cool I love this idea of like turning ideas into things because often you don't have to turn the idea into something it could just be an idea something that appears between your ears but to actually turn an idea into something tangible is such an accomplishment And I'm just wondering, um, have you ever had a time where you were like, oh, this is it. And then you were like, it didn't work out. And then you were like, maybe that wasn't the right path. Well, you know, my prior business prior to going full on into podcasting and creating the That's So Retrograde brand, I had a online consignment business that was part personal closet organization part not reinventing the wheel just selling clothes online and then we had like a donation arm that worked with some um organizations that were helped people get dressed for interviews and kind of get back on their feet so that was birthed from my time working with Rachel Zoe and working on the Zoe report and I was seeing the styling side and I was seeing the editorial side and I had so many friends who were in those spaces and there was just this constant influx of clothing coming in and not really at the time I mean this was like a decade ago there wasn't really a reputable opportunity for us to get rid of it right and and kind of like because there was constantly things coming through it was like how can we either donate or sell in a way that just felt like 
super simple. So I would go to people. So that idea came to yeah. me. And um, I was, so I would go to people's homes and I would go through their clothes and, you know, it was really amazing. And from just that came, I had a collaboration at Fred Siegel and we did really fun comedy videos yeah. that everybody was wearing the clothes that we sold on the site. So like, again, like this one container of idea that had all these different branches and leaves with it that was really fulfilling creatively. But, you know, four and a half years into it, I was like, I don't care about people's old clothes anymore. Like, right. I think that this is important. I also think that like, I don't, I'm not interested in scaling this business. I don't want to be going to be raising, you know, doing raising money and like growing it in that thing. Cause I knew deep down, like that wasn't the thing for me. Right. Like I had had a very, you know, wonderful career in fashion. I checked all the boxes I yeah. had set out to do, but it just wasn't checking my boxes anymore for lack of a better description. It just yeah. was like hard and annoying. And then I was just like really grappling with that because mm -hmm. This was something I had created that I had worked on for so long, tirelessly. And, you know, everything from website design, creation, branding, everything, ideation. So to, to be, get really honest with myself and be like, you know, this passion that I turned into a thing I hate now. Yeah. How do I, what am I supposed to do? Am I like, how could I abandon a child? That's right. really what it felt like. So it required me to, truthfully, I had felt that and it took me about a year to like say it out loud and take action, <clears throat> excuse me, to it. And then once I did, I really had to dial it back for a number of months and sit with myself. And luckily I had some consulting work that I was doing and we were doing the podcast at the time, the podcast was purely a hobby. So, um, but it sort of, I had to really sort of sit down and sit with myself, meet with myself for an extended amount of time, connect with all the people who, as I said, the, the wonderful group of humans in my life who I know I can talk to and really feel supported by in order to make way for whatever that next thing was going to be. And really the next thing was I was determined to make podcasting a business and really grow the show and grow the brand and do all of those things. But it was not this like effortless pivot from one thing to the other. It was really took some time and some inner work yeah. to uh, get to the next thing. Right. I love all the inner work because if you don't do the inner work, you can't be successful. You know what I mean? Like you have to work on yourself first and then you can well, put you ideas. Well, you can, but you might not be able to um, sustain it. Yeah, that's so true. So did you find yourself um, during the fashion business um, ending, were you like writing um, in your journal or taking dance classes or? I was definitely going to dance class. Um, That's great. So much. Um, walking, you know, through the show, I'm so fortunate in that I get to research and be introduced to so many different modalities. So I was very deep into research mode during all of this. So it really kept 
me on my toes and kept me learning and, and I was able to grow a great deal, but it was really, I, I, I definitely had to start within in order to be ready for whatever the next thing was. And it was a lot of like resetting. Yeah. I think those moments of reset are important. I think everyone on earth experienced a reset last March. Absolutely. And I know personally, like I've done more growing in the past, I don't know, 15 months than I had in like 10 years. It was just like, okay, no, because life is going to be different after this. So you have to adapt or you're going to fall behind. And I'm so glad I'm not glad that COVID happened, but I'm glad like the changes I made in my life. Yeah, of course. I think that of, there's no denying how collectively traumatic right. everything we've experienced is. But I also think that we have to look at the positives that have come from it too. And there have been so many. And just to have some time to stop Yep. And, and and reset in a way that I don't think we ever would have been afforded had it been any other situation. It really is the slowdown I am I am truly so grateful for because the pace in which um, I was operating, I think as a collective we were operating, there's no way that that was sustainable in hindsight. And so I, I agree with you. I'm really, I really feel like it was a, a a gift wrapped in some strange wrapping but it was a gift for sure yeah and that's like you kind of have to look at it that way because like we could all sit and cry about that year year plus Mm -hmm. but if you look at it depends how you look at it and if you look at it with a positive manner and you're like okay well it did suck but like this this and this changed for the better so like let's concentrate on that I think a lot of the people you've had on the podcast and you and Steph like are so inspiring with your positive um, outlook. And I wonder, like, just for you, you don't have to speak for everyone, but like, where do you think that comes from? Because it's so easy to be downtrodden and like, you know, negative. But I feel like you're such a positive lady. Well, I feel really fortunate to have my health and have my family and like those bare bones gifts that I have a home, I have, you know, all of those things that I have, I truly feel incredibly grateful for on a daily basis. And I never, and I've, I've felt that way from a very young age of just feeling, not forgetting how, like how spectacular it is to just have our basic needs met and how so many people, you know, that isn't the case for. So if you can start from that moment, that thing, and anytime I'm feeling really worked up about something or stressed, the best thing I can do is like sit down and write down five things that are, it sounds so cheesy, but five things that are awesome. And then I don't ever have, and it can be anything from like the painting behind me to you know, I'm you're a Danny Pellegrino fan, so like a new Housewives episode. You know, totally. it can be like these little mundane things, but that's what keeps me positive is because I just feel like this. We're so lucky to have life, yes. just that, and if that is a gift, and 
when you can start from that perspective, it, 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 for me, it helps lift anything that's making me anxious or anything like that. And I just want, I think if we could be more celebratory about the things that are great, then the other stuff like doesn't feel as heavy. That's yeah, that's so true. I love that. So I'm so glad that you feel um, so grateful because because you're grateful, you can turn these ideas into things. And, you know, you've touched so many lives through the podcast and through other endeavors. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of me, but I know other people who listen to the podcast and they're like, wow, if I didn't listen to that one, like I wouldn't be this and it wouldn't be that. And I wouldn't do the writing pages and I wouldn't listen to Ambie's podcast. And it's just like, it's so cool. Thank you. I love that you listen to the show. That means a lot. We always have the coolest listeners. So thank you. I'm glad to be one of them. So, um, <laughs> I do have a pop pondering for you. So I ask every okay. guest a question that has the word pop in it and we'll just see what happens. Then we'll do our pop of passion plugs. Um, okay. so your pop pondering in physics, the sixth derivative of position is known as pop. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you a science question. Um, okay, thanks. So what did you want to be when you were six? Oh, when I was six, I wanted, I always wanted to be three different, three things the okay. whole, my whole life. So I wanted to be a children's book author and I wanted to illustrate oh. the the pictures also. So it was very specifically author and illustrator, wow. which I think is hilarious. I wanted to host a show Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be a stylist. So I've done two out of the three and a half things. Well, you got a lot of time left and you're going to turn that (laughs) idea into a thing and I will buy that book. So (laughs) thank you. I'm telling you. I think I need to take a drawing class, but yes, (laughs) we've got time. Yeah, you got so much time. So um, my passion plug today is in honor of my cousin, Siobhan. Um, She would like to promote Black Girls Break Bread, and it's a Chicago-based nonprofit organization with a mission to empower, uplift, and inspire black women and girls through the creation of safe spaces for intergenerational discourse and engagement. Black Girls Break Bread believes in advocating on behalf of their community and amplifying the voices of their people. And you can find information on how to get involved or donate if you're able in the show notes and on social media. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I get great plugs. Yeah. So, Elizabeth, what is your passion plug? Yeah, so I wanted to shout out this very cool organization that's national. It's called One Table. And, you know, obviously, there's just my heart has been breaking regard. I mean, they're just the hate in general that has uprose throughout um, this past year, or right. you know what, we're just, I think, seeing it on a deeper level. Yeah. Um, and it's been so heartbreaking. And currently, the rise in anti-Semitism has hit close to home. Mm-hmm. And there's this organization that I have had the pleasure of uh, 
reaping the the message from and they it's called one table and it empower empowers people who don't have a consistent shabbat dinner practice to build one that feels authentic sustainable and valuable Mm -hmm. and they help people in the 29 to 30 ish uh range looking to find and share a powerful experience so if you wanted anybody who wants to host a shabbat dinner or find a shabbat dinner they help you all around the country they'll place you um existing Shabbat dinners, or if you want to host one, they'll help you make it happen. And for me, Shabbat has been such a beautiful, consistent practice as I was a child. But then when I got older, I came back to it. And I really think of it as such a, regardless of your beliefs, it's such a beautiful practice to just celebrate the week and shift into a quieter space of the weekend. And just come back to the basics and gratitude and the just celebrating friends and family and connection and food. And it's just to me, one of the most beautiful, beautiful traditions. And so I love that this organization is just helping people supporting, uh, keeping that going or, or introducing it to people. So that's, that's what I wanted to shout out. Oh, I love that. That is my, um, for listeners of That's So Retrograde, that is my rose of the episode. Awesome. I don't so it's even have a thorn. Wonderful. We'll link that. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, thank you all for listening to Pop of Passion, produced by Christine Ferreira. Please follow the show on social media at Pop of Passion and at popofpassionpodcast.com. I'm Jack Sparker. Go out and be the light, living your passion. 